This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This show was made with a sense of nostalgia and fun and also desperation. And now it's time for the show that used to get invited to all the cool parties. Now just stays home in sweatpants. It's Saturday Night Nap Song. All right, here it is. The official 88th edition of Saturday Night Napsuck. It counts as an episode to fulfill my contractual agreements for the year. Yay, I got through it. But this is a best of 2022. Now, I'll start here. I'll say this. Saturday Night Napsuck in 2022 was not the powerhouse, was not the workhorse that it was in 2021. This I know. I go to bed every night haunted by it. Don't worry. I did not plan for the hiatus to go as long as it did. The powers of be were putting together some stuff for a new version of the show, a little switched up version of the show, and a lot of that got way late. What are you going to do? I'm still good. You know, I still eat Uncrustables for lunch and occasionally dinner because it's all I can um, afford. So what we have put together here at the end of the year, we're recording this, releasing this, editing this on December 31st. The end of the year. What a year it was. What a year it was. So, we're having a lot of fun. We looked back in the archives, found some fun clips from the year, and we're going to present them to you here now so I can make 11 bucks in the advertising. That sounds too real for you. Then you might not like the blathering, which is coming your way in 2023. Just try to get through to it. It's going to be great. The Blathering is a fun show where uh, the other version of Ken sits on the microphone, swears without bleeping, just says what he wants to say, tries to find some pathos in it all, or is it pathos? He'll he'll figure that out. I have nothing to do with the show, but some Saturday Night Nap Sucks will return. Might be doing some specials, some network specials. We're negotiating. You always knew... When like a, a celebrity, like a Jay Leno or somewhere, when they really were on the way out, their their show that was going strong, everyone was talking about it. When it and it starts to fade away, then they renegotiate. They're like, well, all right, we'll do four primetime specials a year. That was the network saying, you're done, but we know we have to keep you around a little bit. So look for that on Saturday Night episode And some of the other stuff we talked about, scripted shows, who knows what will show up. Saturday Night Napsock on the Napsock Files has been an amazing ride, and it's not done yet. Don't you worry. But we're now going to be part of the Napsock Network, unless the powers of be decide to change that. But they got a, they got a graphic they like. And once you got the graphic, you're kind of locked in. Anyways, you're, you're, I'm losing your attention. It's the end of the year. Some of you are probably celebrating, hopefully safely. Uh, I'm not going to be out and about. I'm going to be home. You're going you're gonna to listen to this show and ring in the new year by looking back at the things we did this year. So, well, I talked for a while. Let's get to it. It's the best of Saturday Night Napsock 2022. I'm Ted Jennings in the SNN newsroom, and we've got some breaking news coming out of Moscow. Tensions are still tense and on the rise as noted shirtless horseman Vladimir Putin seems to be mounting more troops on the border of Ukraine in an apparent buildup to an invasion. This comes after the United States, normally busy trying to figure out which former celebrity is singing under a comically sized mask, stood in strong support of Ukraine and NATO. With talk of strong economic sanctions and possibly more actions should Putin's forces invade. The situation is more tense than the time I told a bouncer at a strip club she touched me first and I took that as an open invitation to touch back. They couldn't kick me out then. Anyways, could all this lead to military action from the U.S. and her allies, which at this point doesn't include Neil Young? Could this spiral out of control and cause the much-talked-about, highly-anticipated, but never-realized World War III we all have feared since, uh, I don't know, about 1945? Who knows? I just read the copy in front of me and get paid good money for it. I mean, good money. 
To learn more, we sent our recently hired back reporter, Kendall Allen, to the Kremlin in Moscow to get the word on the street. Good God, man. Are you telling me we have the budget to send her there? I keep asking to be sent to wine country to cover the mistreatment of grapes or something, or maybe it was the migrant workers there, whatever. I wanted the free trip, but I keep getting told no. But now we're sending Kendall to a, another country? Unbelievable. Unbe anyway, let's go live to Kendall at the Kremlin. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, we've got an additional breaking news story that is now more important than the impending invasion that could quite possibly lead to the most deadly war in recorded history. Uh, the, the apparently, here being handed the note here, the school board uh, from the small town of Santa Rio, California, has voted 10 to nil to ban the graphic novel Heathcliff and the Elite Fish Market. Uh, apparently, the school board has deemed that the adult subject matter of the graphic novel is too much to take for school children. The subject matter includes Heathcliff the Cat exposing the dangerous levels of crony capitalism of Mr. Schultz and his friends, the owner of the elite fish market, of course, and the dangerous effects it has on the financial survival and overall well-being of Heathcliff, his girlfriend cat Sonia, Spike the dim-witted bulldog, and the rest of the animal population of West Westminster. Is that, is that real? Uh, this also extends to documented problems Heathcliff has had with his landlord, Mr. Nutmeg. Uh, to learn more about the banning of this dangerous graphic novel that is clearly poisoning the minds of the future of this fine country, which is a land of opportunity for all, uh, we sent our reporter, someone called TJ, to the Santa Rhea School Board building. TikTok, are you there? I am, Ted, and it's TJ, but you know that. <laughs> sure. Look, how does it feel to not be good enough to get flown to Russia for a story? Instead, you're in a small backwater town. How's that feel, huh? Well, Ted, I'm willing to put in the work that is needed to build my career up just like my father before me. Oh, was your dad a merchant marine or, or like a plumber? Something with tools and dirt and poop? Um, no, Ted. Uh, Ted, he's... For the record, I would have sent you to Russia and not Kendall if I had the if I had the decision-making power in, okay? Well, Ted, that's because you don't like it when women know more than you about an important subject. Good God, man. That's not true. It's on any subject, not just the important ones. So, Toodles, what's going on over there? Why has the book really been banned? Uh, well, uh, like, like you said earlier in your report, Ted, it's technically a graphic novel. Oh, right, right, right. So, so it's got pictures of two adults laid biblically. Uh, no, Ted, no. Three adults? No, Ted, it's, um, it's like a comic book, but more like a, a novel with pictures, I guess is how one would describe it to, uh, you. Oh, I get, I get, I, yeah, I love the Sunday morning funnies. Well, uh, yeah, actually, Heath, Heathcliff is that. Yeah, right, is, is, uh, Heathcliff the one with Nermal? Uh, no, that's Garfield. But, uh, which one is the funny orange cat? Uh, actually, both of them, Ted. What? I, I don't I don't get it. Is, is this one of those multiverse things Dr. Cumberbatch is warning us about? Uh, sure, I, I guess that works, Ted. The official reasons this graphic novel is being banned is that the school board cited 10 incidences where Heathcliff uses what is considered strong language. Oh, like f uh, No, Ted, no. He says drats, bummer, and there is one uh, use of the word evil. And apparently those are bad enough words to remove this graphic novel that helps young people learn of the dangers of big business run amok and the destructive nature of putting profit over people. And, and while tough subjects, the fact that younger people can learn about these societal pitfalls and potential systems of harm is invaluable. And I know I'm editorializing here, uh, but this is all what the members of this community feel as well, and several protests to this ruling have emerged. Oh, okay, okay. But which one has the sidekick human John in it? Um, Garfield. Um, Garfield, Ted. Right, right. So it's probably a, a good thing the graphic comic book is being pulled, right? This, this is dangerous for children. Um, the school board certainly thinks so, Ted, but I can't think of one incident in history where burning books has been the sign of an enlightened culture. Well, I got suspended for bringing nude lady magazines to school. Where was Joni Mitchell on that one? I mean, that might be slightly different, Ted, but, but at this point, I, I, I'm just not going to fight you on it. Yes, you're right. 
Because those magazines were educational, okay? At least to me. I had no idea they looked like that before I saw those pictures. And where to put it, I needed some special videos. Little... Okay, okay, Ted, this is disturbing, okay? Re reporting live at the Santa Rio School Board Building, I'm TJ for SNN News. Jesus. Thanks, Tickles. All right, you've already heard it here first. The youth of America have been saved by this brave action. We'll keep you updated on this tense situation. Plus, if we go to war or something, we'll tell you too. Though you'll probably know anyway. You'll, you'll hear the bombs and whatnot. Uh, I'm Ted Jennings in the SNN Newsroom. Back to your normally scheduled show, keeping you distracted from the real issues in life. What is already here is the thing that goes bump in the night, real or imagined. I'm paranormal reporter Nolan Guthrie, and this is a Mysteries of the Unexplained Minisode on Saturday Night Knapsack. Welcome everyone, I'm Nolan Guthrie, paranormal reporter and director of the Guthrie Learning Center of the Unexplained. Welcome to a special mini-sode. From time to time, we love opening up the secured phone lines to hear from our valued listeners and fellow seekers of the truth behind life's mysteries and the unexplained. Let's go to the phones. Uh, hello? Hello? Am I on? Hello? Is it, did, did, did my call go through? Yes, yes, yeah, you did, it did, it did, hold on, hello, uh, uh, welcome to the show, who's calling? Oh, awesome, yeah, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, my name's Chet, I, I, uh, call this station often for music requests, but then I heard you talking on my, uh, voice box thing, uh, and, and... Do you mean, do you, do you mean ra a radio, are you listening on a radio? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Um, I just, I press the power button, and then, like, uh, your voice comes on. It's so cool. Yeah, um, so I've got a problem, and I want to know if you can help me, because it's definitely of the unexplained paranormal. Oh, yes, uh, par paranormal. Uh, okay, uh, Chet, uh, Chet, uh, go ahead. Uh, what is, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, so, I think I found Bigfoot. Ah, uh, yes, the mythical Bigfoot, a creature I have been searching my entire career. In fact, it's what brought me and host of Saturday Night Napsock, Ken Napsock, together we have a shared affinity for the search for... Oh, uh, yeah, okay, Um, but yeah, like, I think I found him now, and I'm in the forest. I was doing some reflective camping where I just go with a pillow, a bottle of water, and a journal just to see what happens, and um, yeah, I think I found Bigfoot and I need some help now. Okay, what makes you think you have found Bigfoot? A lot of people think they have discovered the mythical Bigfoot creature, uh, a creature I do believe exists, but uh, often when the photos are developed or the video downloaded from their capture devices, uh, what they found is definitely not Bigfoot. What makes you think you have found Bigfoot? Well, he keeps uh, yelling at me. Uh, hey, get away from me. Can't people just leave Bigfoot alone? And, uh, I, so I think it's him. Uh, you, um, excuse me, you, uh, you say you've, uh, that Bigfoot, hold on, you think Bigfoot, uh, spoke to you and said, uh, quit bothering him. Right? It's so cool. It's like as cool as a Smash Mouth reunion tour or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely. And then he started throwing rocks at me. Uh, and, uh, I think, I think I'm in danger. Oh, yes. Well, uh, Bigfoots have been known to uh, ward off strangers or even communicate by tossing rocks, uh, gifting, maybe leaving uh, a certain kind of gemstone or a uh, food source uh, for you in exchange of gifts. It actually uh, shows that maybe Bigfoot, uh, though I don't believe can speak like you're claiming here, uh, that Bigfoot actually has some sort of, uh, not just sentience, but uh, uh, a heart, uh, a heart, a, 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 bit of a compassion for other creatures and maybe aren't as ferocious as we would have them believe, you know? Uh, right, yeah, um, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, he also pulled out a knife and said, get the away from me on Bigfoot and I'll cut you. Okay, at this point I'm going to uh, treat this as a, I'm looking at my producers, I'm going to treat this as a prank call. 
Uh, that this is a, uh, uh, a young reveler out and about uh, who thinks it's fun to uh, call into a, a paranormal uh, show such as this. This happens from time to time. We are often in a uh, mocked industry. Our pursuits are, are not taken seriously. Even though I say we are seeking the truth, uh, the unexplained is out there, and we just want to find out what is there. I'm not saying sometimes that all these things are real or that uh, we are going to discover a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but um, I, I feel as though I am I'm having the piss taken out of me here, so we're going to end this call. Sorry, Chet. Uh, very sorry. Uh, don't hang up on me. He's like coming, he's like literally coming over here with a knife. Okay, I apologize to my viewers for that. Uh, we'll uh, turn the phone down here and uh, get on with uh, our show here. Uh, again, apologies for that. All right, so I'm told now we have a voice message that was sent to us, uh, and we are going to listen to that now. I just got to press the play button there i gotta move uh, uh, a frozen burrito i left here from last oh there it is okay here we go good tidings nolan my name is irrelevant my location is undisclosed all you need to know is that i am a believer anonymity is of the utmost importance as you know we know who is always listening your voice is quintessential to our survival as a species living here in my undisclosed coastal location, I have witnessed strange happenings, and I am unsure who else to share with. Over the past several years, I believe we have witnessed the death of the afterlife. We are constantly under attack from outside forces. Around these parts, we can account for the ghost saving and protecting us at least 27 times over the past century. Local folks have grown reliant on these ghosts, to show up like the cavalry and protect us. Unfortunately for my fellow loyal believers, the arrogance of the Magister's progeny caused a disruption in the terrestrial tether of their ghostly protectors. I am tasking you to help me unearth any semblance of proof that those that have moved on to the next plane of existence can be tethered to an earthly structure and the disruption or removal of said structure may cause the release of these spirits to a higher plane. My fellow believers have awaited the return of these spirits for 13 years at the present time. The spirits have forsaken us for stretches before, once for 12 years, and their longest slumber was for 15. We are nearing a critical time as these spirits usually present themselves as we approach the harvest moon and stay with us through the eve of hollows. If you require more information, please do not hesitate to reach out. Sincerely, a friend. Oh, that's my that's my friend. Uh, that's Johnny Moe from Long Island. That's my friend. Oh, I haven't heard from him in a long time. I'm so happy he called into uh, the show there. Thank you. Oh, my producers handed me a note. He uh, w wanted to remain anonymous there he's okay i see what i've done i see what i've done okay i'll move on there yeah i don't fully understand all the things he's saying i'm not i'm not a ghost hunter per se more expertise is in the uh the bigfoot realm uh, ufos uh, that kind of thing but i yeah well, the, the question there is there's some who believe that there's a certain number of spirits that do arrive on the earth and they stay with us here uh, from now until all, all hallows eve and that we must try to uh, close the portal that they uh, come here and out of i once did go on a, a ghost uh, hunting trip and um we did find what we believed was a portal that demons were using to uh go from hell to downtown detroit we did find it in the back of a uh, of a pizza joint there um and no one yeah no one really knew what to do so yeah um i don't understand i so don't understand there's some stuff about the the, the closing of the afterlife there, there are some i have talked to some who believe that uh, the the afterlife is closed for a little bit uh, maybe a remodel happening a change in management something some things like that so that could be what he's talking about i don't fully understand it we used to have a ghost uh, hunting show here uh, ghost seekers uh, with uh, zeke and his crew but it got canceled uh, when the producers of saturday night napsack forgot that it was a uh, a segment that we used to do here so uh they're not around anymore uh maybe we, we could get them on the phone at some point there but fascinating stuff i don't fully understand all of it but thank you to uh johnny mo from i mean um my anonymous source there calling in. All right, uh, final call for the night uh, right here, right now. All right, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in. Who's calling and uh, what is your question? Hello, how are you? 
Uh, my name is Bigfoot, and I am uh, I'm listening. I'm a big fan of your show. I really enjoy it, but uh, I've got I've got a big question for you here, uh, and uh, I want your honest answer. Uh, it, uh, excuse, uh, excuse me. You're you're claiming to be uh, the actual Bigfoot. Uh, claiming I I am. I, I can show you my my driver's license uh, if if you want. I I I got that in Tacoma. Uh, real nice folks at the DMV there. Yeah, no, I've got I've got a question here, and I, I I just gonna really need your honest opinion here. Uh, can you help me out, Nolan? Big fan, big fan. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, go, go ahead. Yeah, I captured this uh, Bigfoot hunter. Uh, he calls himself Chet. Is that what you're saying? You're saying your name's Chet? Yeah, yeah. Let me. Could you let me down? Let me down, please. You got me by the ankle, and please let me down. Oh, okay, yeah. He says, says his name's Chet. Um, is is there what, what's the protocol here? You guys spent a lot of time searching for me, which just drives me crazy, to be honest. If I'm being honest, I, I'm just want to mind my own business. I'm just out here uh, building, uh, you know, stick forts, uh, getting to know the locals, the wildlife around here. Uh, I'm mostly an herbivore. I do enjoy uh, meat every now and then, but I'm trying to keep to a vegan diet. I'm a, I'm a 70% on that right now. Um, and, uh, you know... Don't, please don't, no, don't, please don't eat me. Like, don't eat me. Like, don't, don't eat me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to eat you, Chad. I'm not, you're definitely, definitely not my type. Uh, my type is about six foot two, blonde, if you know what I mean. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, Nolan, is there, is there like a finder's keepers? What, what do I do with these hunters when I find them? I, uh, don't, um, so you have captured Chet, who was my earlier caller. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I did. I, I, I wasn't sure. I thought I thought he was just sometimes just campers or hikers stumble onto me, and I and no harm, no foul. Uh, but I was listening to uh, your show, and uh, I heard him call in, and so that's why I was trying to throw the the rocks at him uh, to just, just try to shoo him off. I know I got better things to do tonight. Uh, NBA playoffs are going deep, so I was going to get back to the, the the campsite I have to to pick up the feed, and, and I just he won't listen to me. I kept telling him go away. And now, now here he is. I'm holding him up, and I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Uh, please, please, uh, please don't eat. Just don't eat me, please. Please don't eat me. I mean, I, I don't want to eat him. To be clear, anyone listen, I don't want to eat him, but I might just to shut him up. He keeps talking about Smash Mouth. I do not like Smash Mouth. More of an alien ant farm guy. Uh, yeah, I might I uh, uh broker some sort of peace here, and and maybe uh yeah, maybe you put Chet down if Chet agrees to leave uh your general area, which I'd be very curious to know where you are. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not, definitely not gonna fall for that one. Definitely not gonna fall for that one. Uh, you're trying to find me too, Nolan. I know it. You you came very close one time. You don't know out out in Olympia, Washington. You you came very close. I, I was I was I was such a fan too. I, I thought about just uh, appearing and maybe asking for your autograph. I love all your pamphlets on Bigfoot. Love your shows. Um, yeah, but I yeah I, I like to be left alone. I really do like to be left alone. You know, I'm like a comedian on the road. You know, <laughs> just let me check in, have some lobby water, and then be on with my day. Oh, I, you're talking about the search in Olympia in uh, 2004. I uh, I do remember that it was a good. I thought I really thought we were coming close to tracking you down, and it seems as though there my I, my instincts were right, right? Uh, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, you you guys really caught me by surprise. I just gone through a bad breakup, and I was just kind of moaning out in the forest. I, you, I think you guys heard my moaning, and I, you guys used some uh, sound effects to try to pull me in, to trap me, and, and, and to get you to come on, get myself to come over to you. You know, and I was so distraught. I believed it. I believed it, uh, but then I realized it was you. But I, I tell you, big fan of your work. Anyway, anyways, I, I don't want to kill Chet. Uh, so, what are we gonna do here? Uh, maybe could you put Chet on, and then maybe maybe I could broker some sort of quick truce here in the time I have re remaining here on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Chet, uh, talk to Nolan. Uh, hello, hello, no, Nolan, help me, man, help me. Chet, I'm I'm going to ask you this. Uh, I'm going to ask you this directly. If uh, we propose some terms, will you agree to the terms so we can get you out of this predicament? Uh, I don't have any predicaments on me. I usually use gum. Uh, no, uh, Chet, uh, you are you are in trouble. This, this is a predicament there. Oh, so Chet, listen up here. Uh, you're going to agree to leave the campsite of Bigfoot uh, immediately. I, I wish I could have you take video or pictures, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Do you just leave immediately, uh, and 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 he won't kill you. That's the deal. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree to those terms. I agree to those terms, and and he can have all my predicaments and gum. Okay. And Bigfoot, do you agree to these terms? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with Starbs. This is great. Uh, been, been, this has been a lot of fun, actually. He's been bothering the, the absolute crap out of me, but but it's been great to talk to you there. All right. Uh, all right. I think we. I, I'm going to put you down, Chet. I'm going to put you down, Chet. Wait, no, no. no. One, more, one more thing. I want one condition. I want one condition. Okay, uh, Chet, what is your uh, one condition? Which, again, if this condition's not met, you might die, but, but go ahead. Can I hear a Smash Mouth song? Uh, Bigfoot? Uh, is that is that is that okay? Absolutely not. I said I'm an alien and farm guy, so uh, we, we find we, let's find a band that we can both agree on, and we'll we'll play that song. Um, um, can, yeah, um, Forever Your Girl by Paul Abdul. Oh my God, I love that song. Yeah, I agree to that. I agree to those terms. Okay, well then, uh, that's what we're gonna have happen. We will play Paul Abdul's Forever Your Girl, and Bigfoot will then put Chet down. Chet will leave the area after the conclusion of the song, and everyone is alive and well. Yeah, I'm definitely, telling, definitely, telling. totally agree with that. Okay, well, that is it for this exciting episode of Mysteries and the Unexplained here on Saturday Night Nepsok. Wow, unbelievable. You've got Go Picture, and I spent decades telling dreamers in the Hollywood picture business that their dreams were about to come true. And I've got stories to tell. I'm Dutch Allen, and these are my Hollywood memories. I saw in the calendar this week that it was the 68th anniversary of the day Jolton Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe got married in San Francisco, California, January 14th, 1954. It wasn't a grand ceremony, mind you. I think that's been lost to time. As both were previously divorced, they couldn't get married in a church. And Wow, <laughs> times have changed because my fourth divorce actually took place in a church. Joe arranged for a low-key courthouse marriage, you see, but it was still a wondrous event to me, little Dutch Allen. I wasn't there, of course. I wasn't yet high up on the Hollywood food chain, but that day meant a lot to me. You see, I grew up a Yankee fan, and uh, even though I came of age in the era of Mantle and Ford and Bear in the early 50s, though I should point out that my favorite Yankee was utility man extraordinaire Gil McDougald. Anyway, uh, Jolton Joe was my first childhood hero, and Marilyn was, of course, my first crush. But then again, she was the world's crush back then. Their coupling seemed so dreamlike, uh, a true fantasy, a hero from the ball field and the rising starlet finding each other across a sea of glitz and glamour. It inspired me. I had already set my sights on getting into the picture business by then, but that one sealed it. Oh, I, I didn't think I was Joe DiMaggio. My baseball career ended after my sophomore year of high school, in which I batted 154 in 12 games and spent most of the season on the bench after I missed a can of corn fly ball out because I was quietly reciting William Holden's lines from the picture Sunset Boulevard. I wasn't a, I wasn't a good day on the field. No, 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 seeing Jolton Joe marry Marilyn just made it seem like anything was possible for a dreaming youngster like myself. I got to Hollywood just a few years later and found out the truth. There's no fantasy out here. The dreams can die really easily. What looked magical is actually something far removed. Joe and Marilyn got divorced about nine months after their marriage. Joe wasn't a peach. He wanted to stay home, be a housewife. He objected to her career, her image, and what he felt it was doing to her. She didn't acquiesce. Now look, I... I think Joe was wrong, though the dark clouds he saw forming on the horizon might have been real. And that's Hollywood in a nutshell. The sun is shining, but the thunder's coming. If he had just found a way to treat her right, to let her grow, while also protecting her, things might have been different. And I think Joe knew that. They remain close to untimely death or murder, if you choose to believe that. It doesn't matter to me because the result is the same. The world lost a beautiful rose not done blooming. I actually got to meet Joe over the years a few times. Producing Hollywood pictures often puts you in the center of the storm. And it's always fun until the sky's clear, you know? 
Joe wouldn't talk about Marilyn to many people, and he carried a grudge against the Kennedy family, Sinatra, and all the Hollywood heavyweights he thought killed her, whether literally or figuratively. But I think because I was far removed from that era, and I think he liked some of my pictures, I felt comfortable around him, so I asked him one time in the owner's box at Old Yankee Stadium, Joe, you got any regrets? He looked off into the distance, nodded, and said, Two. I should have hit that ball past Keltner in 41. And I should have done a better job protecting her. He didn't say who, but I know. And did I ever meet Marilyn? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I was on set for one of her last pictures, 1960's Let's Make Love. I was friends with one of her co-stars, Tony Randall. I was doing a little assisting for him. I was coming back from craft services with a sandwich for Tony. He liked extra pickles, by the way, and he'd send me to ask for him. He was embarrassed by it. And I turned the corner, and there she was. There she was. She wasn't expecting anyone to appear right then. She was quiet, focused, and yeah, seemed sad. But she looked up at me turned on the charm, and her eyes twinkled as she said hello. She was the same person I saw in those pictures of her and Joe coming out of that courthouse. It was both made up and real, a smiling facade, yet something true. She was Norma Jean for one second, Marilyn the next. I finally worked up the courage to say hello back, and I whispered, uh, Hello, Marilyn. But she had already gone walked on past me back to set because I took so long to speak. I'm sure she was used to that. I never saw her again, making that entire moment seem just like her, a dream. And that's another Dutch Allen Hollywood memory. You've got go picture, friends. I'm Dog Hickman, and this is SNN Sports. Baseball is back, baby, after a protracted lockout in which the owners kept the players from taking the field to make everyone money, the national pastime for people born before 1980 has returned in a grand way with all new rules designed to turn the venerable grand old game into some sort of MTV rock and jock softball game complete with ghost runners, larger bases, and pitch clocks to make the people that hate watching the Oscars also keep now watching baseball. After months of tweeting the bitter resentment, baseball fans have flocked back to the spring trading ballparks and droves to watch the game they still love deep down like that co-worker you have in the office that returned to their spouse after a short separation because it was easier than continuing to swipe right on potential serial killers. There are a lot of old faces and new places as the baseball hey, wait, free agent, hey, Mark. Hey, Doug, Doug. What? Doug. Hey, it's Ken. Uh, hey, I got a quick question for you, man. I, I, I got to... I used to play baseball when I wanted to be, I wanted to be a pro baseball player when I was young and, and I got I got cut from the high school baseball program in ninth grade and I just, I'm just wondering I'm trying to go back to the center of all like my my problems and my self-confidence it, it, do you think of, if I had tried harder to make the team the next year do you you're a sports guy do you think I would have found some self-confidence earlier what, what what is what is going on what is going on Ken? I'm just on a personal quest to, to get over this crippling self-doubt you know I, I, what's that button do? You, you 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 know what you know what that button does. You always, you always press that damn button every time you come in. Don't press don't press the button. I just don't, Ted, I just want to finish the segment. Doug Hickman wants to finish the sports segment because I haven't been on the show in months. No one has heard from me in months on SNN. All right, okay. So can I just finish the segment? Well, that's because the bit was funnier when you were just reporting on squirrels in the front yard because COVID had shut down all major sports. <gasps> that, that, <laughs> How dare, but my segment helped pave the way for the show to evolve into the true satire show SNN is now. Before my segment, it was just you killing time because you needed more ad money. Yeah, and now I get no ad money for this show. So look at us now, huh, Dougie? No, nah, just, okay, just, yeah. It, 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 I've, I've got to guess, by the way, you hit your knee every time you get in out of the studio chair that God didn't correct you to play baseball. Okay, so uh, I think you wear... You need to be. All right? Just look at it. Look at it that way. And you can maybe build from there. Uh, you know, I see what you're saying. I just, you know, I don't believe it. 
<laughs> all right. All right. Finish the segment. I'm going to press that button again. No, please. <sighs> I'm Doug Hickman, and that was SNN Sports. Unbelievable. And now it's time for a quick check of the weather here on SNN. I'm Rain McClouds, and this is your SNN weather report. Looking outside, it looks like the weather patterns are increasingly difficult to read, and my profession was already a level above village charlatan, so this is probably due to some sort of worldwide change in climates. But since we can't be 100% clear on that, we're just going to have to assume the out-of-season tornadoes, brewing hurricanes and tsunamis, and unseasonal life flooding in Burbank aren't going to lead to your grandchildren spending their adult years living in tunnels, for themselves why what's left of the world's governments and ruling parties pointlessly debate themselves into extinction. So wear a jacket today to be safe. Looking ahead this week, it would appear that it's going to be just cold enough in most of the country for your heating bills to rise this billing cycle, but not cold enough to give you a big enough excuse to not attend the social event that you don't want to go to. Unless, of course, you live in Rochester, New York, where you haven't needed to be outside since 1992. And finally, that low rumbling you hear in the distance isn't thunder. It's God starting to pack things up and move out of here. Enjoy your week ahead. I'm Rain McClouds, and that was your SNN Weather Report. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsuck. Quite frankly, he's turned on by the term guava juice. And now, back to the show. Now it's time for a check of traffic with the SN Traffic Report. I'm Bert Burton, and this is your SNN Traffic Report, brought to you by Gun Hut and the old part of your city's downtown center. Do you need to prove to the world that you're tone-deaf at best and fearful of a changing society? Then head on down to Gun Hut, and Pete will take care of you. Pete believes in freedom and choice as long as they're just his choices. Go to Gun Hut today, tell them I sent you, and get 10% off your purchase of any explosive. Jesus, that was a long sponsor read now to traffic. All right, I'm Bert Burton, and the highways and byways are clogged today as people everywhere take to the streets in a vain effort to convince themselves that COVID is over and life is back to normal. That's silly. Next, you're going to tell me that people willingly went to a space fantasy fan convention. Hey, wait. Also, be careful on the city streets as there is a new chicken restaurant open up in Burbank, California that doesn't actively hate the queer community on a corporate level, so traffic is backed up from here to Miami Beach. You know what? All these years flying around in the SNN traffic copter, I've never really stopped to look out at the grandeur of this world, the preciousness of this fleeting life, the beauty that every living person adds to this already mesmerizing world. Life is beautiful. Anyway, that was traffic brought to you by the Gun Hunt. So, go see Pete if you want a good deal on the type of weapons our founding fathers never could have dreamed of owning. Tell him I sent you and get a free boudoir photo with your rifle. I'm Bart Burton, and that was your SNN Traffic Report.
I'm Ken Knapsack. You might know me from my work as old backup announcer on the movie trivia Schmodown, or from my guest appearance in the video Wanger Drive Through Las Vegas Edition. And I'm here to talk about an issue that's at the core of the world's problems. Something that is on display, not just every day, but every hour and every minute of every day. And that is the complete abandonment of important issues and causes in exchange for the new important issues or causes that become the hot trending topic among social media dwellers and humans you might actually know in real life. That's right. The 24-week news cycle became the 24-hour news cycle decades ago. But now we live in the era of the 24-second news cycle. And the victims of this cycle are the important issues and causes that get trampled under the charging hooves of the rampaging zeitgeist. But don't let them lose their importance. That's why the fine folks at Hey, Remember That Thing are asking for your generous support to help them help the world remember all the issues still going on. Whether it be war, the civil rights of all people, the plight of the homeless, the debate of whether women are people or baby factories, or a wannabe dictator continuing to poison the minds of many Americans in red, oversized baseball caps. There are countless issues that still need your attention and support. But the fine folks that, hey, remember that thing, will at least settle for you acknowledging the problems still exist while you and others move on to whatever issue keeps popping up in your social media timeline this second. We know that the human brain can only deal with so much of the pain and suffering the world presents to us every day like a second stack of pancakes at an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. But before you barf, won't you help us keep some of it in mind? while the rest of the world moves on. And actually, they don't even really move on. They just they just get oddly obsessed with things like the trauma horror show that is the Depp Heard trial. Like, seriously, what's wrong with everyone? So, please consider supporting. Hey, remember that thing? By going to the website, thewarisnotover.tv today. Don't let an important issue fade away. The preceding message was brought to you by Saturday Night Napsack, your cousin that teaches at Berkeley and the Advert Council. Good evening, I'm Ted Jennings, and welcome to the special presentation tonight of the SNN News Show Discourse Desk with me, Ted Jennings. It is here that we go beyond the headlines of the day with a panel of pundits that are just looking for a place to barf up their hot takes at a public forum like some sort of modern-day town crier or village idiot. Because beyond the headline is someone's version of the truth. Let's get to it. Recently, the national debate around abortion has reached a fever pitch after the homework assignment of a Supreme Court justice was mysteriously leaked to the public. The leaked draft opinion showed that we are now living in a prequel series to the popular television show The Handmaid's Tale. That abortion is a hot-button topic is not surprising or new. In fact, men have been trying to determine how best to control this narrative since the dawn of humankind. So, let's go beyond the headline of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. With me to discuss this is a co-host of the popular kids' television program, Flopsy and Grumps, but he's also a men's rights activist and leading member of the militia group Black Hole Sons, Sons spelled with an O, I get it. Please welcome Puppet Grumps. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, Ted. I don't get to speak the truth too much these days, especially after I was banned from every social media platform, including Zillow and Grubhub. Well, here's hoping Elon Musk saves us all, you know? Well, I regret to inform you, Ted, that Elon Musk is not a real human, mm-hmm, but a collection of algorithms reflecting the most popular discussions of the week on White Male Comedians Podcast. Oh, look at you, sniffing the best glue in the fallout shelter. This is going to be great. Next to him is our resident medical theorist, a medical professional who has successfully fought off the repeal of his medical license and now record 15 times and continues to maintain three medical offices to better serve you in the greater Bakersfield area. It's Dr. Lancaster. Oh, Theodore, it is so nice to be here with you. Uh, before I leave today, make sure I remember to give you that cream you asked for. Just make sure you have an insertion spoon at home. Long uh, g- g- great to see you as always, Doc. Also, join us tonight as a religious expert, or at least an expert on one perspective, making his SNN debut. It's White Jesus. 
Bless you, Ted. Thanks for inviting me into your heart for tonight's important discussion. I will endeavor to discuss the issue with peace and love for all that can afford it. Thanks. I think, I'll be honest, you're giving me the vibes of someone that spends their weekends hanging out at a Jared Leto Island party. But thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy loading your name to many causes in the world. Yes, I'm right now helping out with the Republican state election primaries in Ohio, Texas, and Florida. Ohio, Texas, and Florida. That's a tic-tac-toe of oppression right there. You're a winner. All right, gentlemen, let's get to it. Abortion, yay or nay? Hold on, hold on. My producer is signaling me for the booth. Uh, what, Pete? Just get it. Just get in here. What? What? Uh, where, 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 where is she? Where is she? We, we, we booked her. Where is she? I, I don't know. I don't know where she is. Maybe she flaked out. Okay. Wait, well, you, you, you can't have a panel of only men discussing abortion. You can't. You can't. Why not? Why not? We're the ones that secretly have to pay our mistresses to have them, so we're experts on them. You know what? You know what I mean? Why? Why, why not? Why do I, I don't really have to explain why not, Ted? Look. Look, I told Kendall when to come on. If she didn't want to show up, that's on her. I mean, I, 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 I got to quit this now. All right, look. Look, all right. Sorry, sorry, gentlemen. Uh, Grubs, uh, let's start with you uh, because you're frothing at your felt mouth. I think it's really irresponsible to see this issue as simply as pro or anti-abortion. This is a state's rights issue. The issue is that the federal government should not tell the individual states how to run things. Mm -hmm. So you're saying if the states want to allow abortion, it's up to them? Yes, mm -hmm. though, though I would add that those states should then be kicked out of the union and me and the members of the Black Hole Sons will stand at our borders to defend it from any women looking to enter to do what she pleases with her own body. Well, that's just heroic. Mm-hmm. States' rights. So you're saying if a state wants to uh, say ban marriage for anyone but a man and a woman, then so be it. Ted, I might add that this is the only type of marriage allowed. Of course, white Jesus. My apologies. And, and you said that, right? That's something you said. Not necessarily, Ted, but often, if it sounds like I might have said it, then people will have me take credit for it. Now, Ted, I just want to say here that you keep saying things that have a, a negative view on states' rights. Ban gay marriage. Ban transgender-affirming care. Ban abortion. You're making it sound like we're all narrow-minded, dogmatic blowhards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally what it says on your militia group's website landing page, including the mm-hmm. Well, my point is, we want to allow things, too. Like slavery? What? Uh, no, no. Did you want to say slavery? You want to say slavery. I see it on your face. Okay, let's get back to the issue at hand. Doctor, you're a medical professional, as long as those appeals hold up. The general thought here is that overturning Roe v. Wade won't stop abortions. It will stop safe abortions. Is that true? Well, that sounds logical here, so I don't want to address that because it might upend my own beliefs. Uh, the real issue here, at, at Theodore, is, is, is when did we as a society start to, to let women take the lead? Oh, oh, oh sure, a, a Sadie Hawkins dance is, is, is very fun every now and then, you know? You know, it, it, give the girls a chance to feel like they have agency over their own lives and choices. That, 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 that's cute for a sock hop dance. Uh, but when I started practicing medicine, I, I couldn't give a lady two aspirin pills unless I had a sit-down dinner with a husband the night before to see if he felt it was okay. And, and, and now, look at look at this now. And now these ladies uh, sure are getting uppity, yeah? Is that, is that what you're saying? Uppity? Well, yes, I think uppity is a good word for it, but I just think society started to really slip when we started giving ladies the right to vote, uh, get credit cards, uh, and leave the home. Our reproductive rights seems like the last place where we can preserve our power and keep things as they are, which I always think's best. Oh, see, exactly. That makes some sense to me there. Protecting life. Uh, sure, sure, that's great. But I'm, I'm really afraid to lose power, you know? Though... When I say that out loud, it doesn't sound great. But if I stop to think about the words I say, then what kind of man would I be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why, Jesus, I'm getting the sense that you don't really have a dog in this fight, per se. Almost as if this is a bigger issue for your followers than for you. Correct. Why is that? I mean, if I took the time, Ted, to care about every time someone in contemporary politics or the church used my name to invoke some oppressive tactics, I'd have absolutely no time left in my day to get things I, I care about done. Which is? Helping the poor and less fortunate. 
Why don't your followers do that? I don't think there's really any money in it, Ted. Also, it, it would require listening to what I actually preached. Touche! I believe God has called me to defend my states against the sinners that would impinge on my ability to maintain a constant fear of being replaced and losing power. Mm-hmm. Why, Jesus, that true? Oh, Ted, I don't even know this guy. Okay, but again, I feel we're getting away from the core issue here. We've muddied the waters with talk about states' rights, women have the same rights as men, loss of power for those used to holding it. Gentlemen, abortion, yay or nay, it's as simple as that. Well, I just don't know why anyone would have one. I think making the choice to be a mother is the greatest choice a woman can make. Oh, that's a great use of the word choice. Like, it's a choice, but for your point, you should run for political office. That's really wise. Oh, thank you. I ran for city council in 1978 before uh, an untoward scandal uh, pushed me out of the election. Oh, God. I don't even want to ask, but yet I want to ask, what was that? Uh, it was discovered that I paid for my mistress's abortion. Oh, my God. I hate when that happens. Oh, hey. Oh, no. How, how did you get in here? Seriously, how did you get in here? You mean, how did I escape the supply closet you locked me in, Ted? I mean, Kendall, I'm not going to publicly admit that, but yes, hypothetically, I'd love to know that. Ted, you coward. You're so afraid of letting a woman be on the same level as you that you'll do everything in your power to keep me off this set, which is no different than what this ruling will be, which is no different than the discussion around it. It's the last gasp of control from so many people afraid to lose their positions of power, so afraid to let other people have their own beliefs, dreams, and identities that they just force their own over everyone else like a sloppy swab of jam over a piece of bread, just slathering all of your oppression over everything. So just say it, you cowards. Say it. Abortion. Nay, because you want to say that. Because you just see women as pleasure chests until it's time for us to become baby factories, huh? Right? Right? It's all from your point of view, this world. But women don't get pregnant. Someone impregnates them. So you should all clip your wires. You should all take responsibility. But you won't. You never have. So we'll just go back to fighting twice as hard for our own rights. And if you're not joining our fight, then get ready to be trampled underfoot. Because we're not stopping. You hear that, Ted? We're not stopping. And you, white Jesus, you're a fraud. I've met the real Jesus. He's brown, caring, lovely, and teaches yoga on the weekends. Oh, yeah, that guy's great. Okay, okay. I Look, Kendall, I, I, I apologize. I don't know how you got in that closet. Definitely don't know how you got out of it. I think things got a little emotional here, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, women, you know. Ted, I'm taking your job. One way or another, mostly because everyone here on this panel is going to have a heart attack soon because you're all old, decrepit, and we're ready for you all to go. Good day. Well, you, you, you can't play the music. She doesn't, she doesn't end the show. She doesn't end the show. Oh, damn it. And now it's time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to get ready for a colonoscopy. Number three. Switch to a liquid diet early and often, but then sneak around the corner and hit up Jack in the Box one last time. Again. Number two. Click on that YouPorn category you always deny watching, and this time, take notes. Number one. Uh, sorry, I, I can't read the, the top one because I, I'm still in the bathroom. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Come back to me later. Clink, clink. And that's the list. You've reached the Supreme Court. Oh, we're not in right now. But we can't wait to hear your concern and make a decision on it soon. At the beep. Leave a message. Um, hi, um, my, na my name is Petey. I, I produce a lot of radio shows and podcasts. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, I just want to say, well, I, I, I've lived a good life, you know, like, like nothing really I can complain about has happened. Um, I had some school supplies stolen from my desk in the fourth grade, like a little bird topper I'd put on a mechanical pencil. That, that was a bad day. Um, but you know, like, like it, it, it's kind of it for problems. I am not rich and I do struggle at times. I get depressed a lot, actually. 
at, at this job. But but I, I have the things I need. I, I have a family, great kids. Once a year, we go to Lake Arrowhead and ride jet skis. That's fun. So I guess this whole decision that you all made, you know, and, and what's to come up behind this doesn't really directly affect me. I guess it would be easy to say that or, or believe it. That's what some of my friends say, you know, like, don't worry. This is just the cycle of politics. One side wins, the other side loses. And so it goes on and on and on. And some of my, my friends, they're mad, but they say, what's the point in voting anymore? Um, you know, none of it helps. And I understand both of those things. It's, it's easy to get cynical and the anger is understandable. I get that. But but the thing is, I I just don't feel right about sitting these things out anymore. Even if even if I think they don't directly affect me, chances are that they're probably hurting others I know and care for. Or you know, even more important, it's hurting people I don't even know. I think that might even be a more true form of of empathy, caring about someone or, or a group of people that you don't even know. You know. I probably said that wrong or whatever. I'm not eloquent. I, I, I just produce shows for eloquent people sometimes. Um, anyway, I, I just wanted to let you all know that I don't like this decision. And I'm really afraid for what other decisions you might be willing to make now. Uh, and I think it's scary to think that an absolute political machination can play out in front of us year after year, time and time again. And, and, I just would like you all to consider what you're really doing and not what you're telling people you're doing. But, uh, you know, I'm just one person. One of many. Hi, my name is Kendall Allen. I'm the only female employee at Saturday Night Napsock. That's always fun, let me tell you. Uh, Anyways, uh, this message is for the Supreme Court. Fuck you. And here's another weekly commentary from Mort Rooney. Have you ever thought that the world is just slipping and slipping toward the edge of a cliff that has no safety rails? You do? Then you're not alone. Despite the fact that you probably feel very much alone. It's my literal job as a social commentator to make sense of it all. But here's the rub. I can't make any sense of it. I think we're past the point of sense and it just might be time for all of us to brace for impact. And this isn't just about the headlines of the day, which range from horrific to predictably horrific. It's the way so many people see the world. It's the way they all look at a path that leads them towards empathy and a sense of caring for their fellow humans. And instead of taking that path, or at least trying to take a few steps down that path, they yell at anyone on that path, paint some sort of tribalistic flag or symbol on their vehicle of choice, and then try to burn the path. And then they go back to their like-minded friends give each other more COVID and high-five themselves in a way that suggests their true sexual identity was stuffed in the closet by their upbringing and only manifests itself as violent oppression. I guess if more of them never felt guilty for the hand job they secretly gave their same-sex best friend in high school, the world would be a far nicer place. It's insanity. I keep saying that on this show because it's true. Insane in a way that makes the person that invented forks normal. Again, we put little knives on a handle and I'm supposed to keep eating my food with that? Outrageous. I tried confronting someone recently with their own ignorance, like their actual ignorance, not their social issue ignorance. One person I used to work with was ranting about the big pronoun debate in society. He, of course, was very much against it. Now, what he was against... I don't know. So I confronted him about it. Not the not the issue itself or that I myself don't fully understand all the ins and outs of gender identities and what's the right way to refer to someone. I just know that I don't need to fully understand someone to support their right to be themselves. No, no, I'm, I, I confronted him with the truth. He was against pronouns. Again, whatever that means to him because he didn't know what pronouns actually are, despite me using four of them in that sense. 
He was stumped, so I asked him, what are your pronouns? And after a beat long enough to drive a 4x4 big rim truck with a don't tread on me flag on it through it, he said, hardworking and then sweaty. And this is what we're up against. Ignorance. Literal ignorance. And the dumbest of us have the loudest voices. And I'm just at a loss as to what to do with that. Unbelievable. Now think about that. That was Mort Rooney. More later. Hey, look at that. We've reached the end of the show. One of the longest yet. Imagine that. Thank you all for supporting Saturday Night Napsock and the Napsock Files in 2022. I know you don't believe me. Not a lot of credibility. I get it. But we're going to have some great stuff in 2023 as well. New year, new goals, uh, new failures to get to, but we're going to get there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you again. Uh, seriously, all of you who support the show, all of you who have uh, gone through our uh, many changes and pains, and for the, like, ten of you that still tuned in, wondering where uh, the Napsock Files is, where that news guy from the Schmo sits and interviews some people he kind of knows. I, You know, who knows? Maybe something like that will come back. But the blathering's going to be here. You could support, uh, overall, just support what we got going on here. And Morning Drive Media at patreon.com slash catnapsock. Listen to Pop Rocket Radio. Uh, subscribe over there. Go hang out with us on Twitch. There's going to be more Instagram live streams coming. You could support over there. A lot of ways. A lot of ways. But the blathering is the big thing that's coming your way here in 2023. We can't wait to share it with all of you here. I know I won't be listening because I am going to go on a vacation. But I'll be back as the host of Saturday Night Napsaw, because if I don't, Ted Jennings will, and we can't have that. We'll see you all next time here on Saturday Night Napsaw on the Napsaw Network.